Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Show. On this episode, we're going to talk about why can hitters hit well off the tee and in batting practice, but can't seem to carry it over into a game. So this year on the Baseball Dads Podcast, we're really we're focused 100% on answering your questions. So if you have a question that you would love for us to answer, you can send it to paul at paulreddickbaseball.com. Paul at paulreddickbaseball.com. And we will answer your questions as they come in. And you, all questions are totally anonymous, so you can feel free to ask really any question, uh, anything that will help you um, create a better experience of the game of baseball for your son. We want to answer that question, whether it be on the field stuff, off the field stuff, skills, drills, dealing with the politics of youth baseball, etc. whatever it is, we want to help you with it. So send it in to paul at paulreddickbaseball.com. So this week's question is one we get all the time. I hit really well in BP and on a tee, but when we switch to live pitching, I struggle a lot. Any ideas, suggestions, why is that? So um, here's why you hit well off of a tee and in batting practice. Um, you are in control of all of the variables. So in no particular order, kind of off the top of my head, when you're hitting the ball off a tee, you place the ball on the tee. You place the tee in the position that you want it to be. Even if you're putting it into like an outside pitch, inside pitch, or middle pitch, you're placing the tee where it is. Um, you are also decide when to act on that pitch. So you're deciding uh, when you're going to swing and when you're not going to swing. Um, so you have control over all the variables. Um, and a, a, tee, a, a ball sitting on a tee does not mimic a ball being pitched to you. A ball sitting on a tee is a ball sitting on a tee. Um, in batting practice, if I'd ask you to describe, if you were maybe a high school player, what's a batting practice pitch? Well, it's usually a coach from about 45 feet away, usually right-handed, uh, throwing a ball 70 miles an hour or so right over the plate so you can kind of hit it and get your swings in. So that you, you, you're not controlling the variables, but you're not not controlling them, right? You know it's a very predictable pitch that's coming to you. Um, you can also step out. You can take time. Um, so when we talk about why that switches to live pitching, is here's what happens when we're in live pitching now. Now all of a sudden we're dealing with, is it a right-handed pitcher or a left-handed pitcher? Does they have um, a high release point, a sidearm release point? Do they, um, are they tall or are they short pitchers? So what's the height of the release point? Um, then we talk about mechanical things like how close to the plate. Are they releasing the ball or how far away from the plate? We can even talk about the tempo with what they pitch. Are they really fast delivery or are they really a slow kind of methodic delivery? Do they have any twerks or any tweaks or anything in their delivery that maybe make it unique or hard to hit? So when you take in all those factors, that's one aspect. Then you, then you add in that, you know, you step in the box and the pitcher pitches to you, right? So when we were on the tee, we were in batting practice, we had some control over the timing and the rhythm. But in a game, you are kind of, you kind of submit to the timing and the rhythm of the game. So that's another reason. Um, and then you add in the fact that um, it's, you have to read different pitches. It's going to be fastball, curveball, changeup, splitter, cutter, whatever. You have to read different pitches from all those variables we talked about before. So is it a, is it a, a fastball from a left-handed pitcher with a three-quarters release point who's five foot nine? Or is a curveball from a six foot four pitcher uh, who's six or six foot four pitcher um, who has an over the top release point, and then you add in the fact that it's going to be judged. It's going to be a ball or a strike. Then you add in the fact that there's an outcome or a result. You're going to hit it. You're going to swing, not swing. Um, the pressures of the game, the situation of the game. Um, maybe your personal situation within the team. Is there pressure on you to perform at this? stage of your of the season or the career and then all the way down to like is your girlfriend there watching you right so that's why when, when but when we're sitting on the tee right we place the ball on the tee we're usually alone all of those things are gone in a batting practice most of those things are gone and so that's why 
And so that's why we have always been huge proponents of trying to make your batting practice as game-like as possible so that when you're in a game, it's not this uh, you know, kind of culture shock that you've gone through where you're like, wow, I'm crushing the ball on the tee, crushing the ball on BP. I get in the game, where, where is that now? Well, it, it's still there. It's just you didn't develop it. You, you developed hitting off of a tee and hitting batting practice. Those are things that, you, that don't mimic in any way, shape, or form what happens in a game. The variety of things that you would happen to happen in a game, situational, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why hitters have a hard time transferring what they do in batting practice onto the field. So again, send in all of your questions this year, guys. We'd love to answer them. Send them to paul at paulreddickbaseball.com, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.